Have a That was a horrible way of welcoming people to the podcast, Jonathan Elias Walker. You said it would be too scary, and you were right. I was right. Why are you so loud? I, I can see your waveform is clipping. My waveform is beautiful. Turn down your microphone. It's I abusive. just turned it off because you complained I was too quiet. Well, now your microphone's a microaggression. <laughs> Come on. I refuse. I'm perfect. Just turn your volume down, you twit. It's fine here. The, the listener is not going to be happy because my Same. waveform is nice and live and yours is big and fat. And yours obese. is way bigger than mine. This is not good podcast material this is episode are you sure it's episode 264 ah let's have a look uh yes it is gosh 264 podcast at rumdoings.com at rumsdoings on twitter if it's still still running by the time you uh you uh listen to this after all uh it seems that if the person who made twitter can't even make his account (laughs) not be hacked to to buggery um probably not much time left for that failing service how you been doing then yes certainly i've had a chest infection i'm going to answer your question i've been coughing a lot that i'm mostly over it that must be very annoying for laura uh she has got it far worse oh is she coughing more than you are i've been sleeping in the spare room nick for not wanting to be woken by her coughing all the time no they they should have done sort of i've been sleeping in the spare room as i have been for the last 10 years so i don't know or something like that do you know what i mean implying that you're estranged rather than just making it seem as if it's because of the coughing so okay, you, sorry you, you missed the opportunity to make that into a joke i've never even met laura who exactly okay but that's better um what's the topic the topic today is uh if we can put a man on the moon then how come we can't put a man on the moon i think we've actually already done that have we? Yes. Well, 264, you're allowed to start repeating. <laughs> We're on a loop. The tape's looped. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um, are you enjoying Boris Johnson? Yes, it's lovely, thanks. I didn't think you were right at first about how delicious it would be, but nope. <laughs> but, you got me. No, but it, but in, in all seriousness, has he unfolded the way you'd expect, or has it been worse than you'd expected? Oh, no, it seems perfectly on on track. As expected. Uh, I mean, let's even ignore Brexit. Let's ignore Dominic Cummings. What clearly is the programme is to transfer the UK Conservative Party into the Republican Party. Basically, it's, it needs to be slotted into that same same right, right slot. Is that fair enough? What's wrong? What, why would that be bad? I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying that seems to me what the that's what the programme is, isn't it? Oh, sorry, I'm not sure I understand. Do you mean as in an anti-monarchist party or as in the US Republican? US Republican. US oh, we see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think he's applying many of the same rules, which are, if you act like there aren't any rules... Then there aren't any. Then the rules stop existing. It just it breaks down. He, he and Trump both take advantage of the fragile social veneer of, uh, of agreeing not to not to not be, not to be a dick all the time, but actually, uh, it's a far easier in this country, in the United Kingdom, because in the United yes. Kingdom there actually aren't any rules. No, indeed, there isn't a constitution. It's just like you know, if you if, if when you're having dinner, maybe you shouldn't uh, smear poo all over the dining room table. But that you know, that's not part of the constitution of the house. It's just something that yes. nobody would do. And if somebody did, suddenly, if a, if a you know, if a dinner guest suddenly came and did that, I mean, you think they were 
probably mentally ill or something had gone very badly wrong, but you would find it very difficult to deal with that situation because it's just something that doesn't usually come up. So effectively, that's what they're doing. They're now smearing poo all over uh, the uh, the constitution, and you suddenly realize we don't actually have a constitution that forbids that. And they're like, well, what do you do then? It's just been a gentleman's agreement for the last mm-hmm. uh, thousand years or so. Um, and at that point, you say, well, fair enough. We've got what we deserve. When you think you're going to rely on a game of Mornington Crescent, don't yep. be, don't, don't, don't start whining when people take you at your word and play the game. It's, um, it's, it's a sort of, I described it my best joke in ages and nobody seemed to care because one dimensional chess, one dimensional chess. Yes, I did enjoy I that. Proud of that. I did Thanks. enjoy that. I, in fact, I thought it was so good. I presumed you hadn't made it up. Oh, it's my very own joke. I'm sure I can't imagine I'm the first person to think of it, but I mm. thought of it. And um, what have your thoughts been, actually, of, of this? In all seriousness, have you have you thought, eh, it's, it's fine, really, it's just a bit of posturing, or have you thought, no, this actually is extraordinary? Because you know me, I don't like to um, feel, oh, we're living in an extraordinary, apocalyptic, unheralded time. Blah, 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 blah. I don't like that. Mm. But... I found it difficult not to when I've seen some of the games and the gambits that these people have been playing. And it does feel sort of unprecedented since at least, well, no, 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 the English Civil War and beyond, uh, there have been moments. But this at least feels like one of those moments where the body politic is severely tested. Am I, am I just being hysterical? And in, in a week's time, we won't even remember this. I think it's. I think perhaps uh, my position is to be naively optimistic that somehow, I sort of like the pendulum will eventually swing back the other way. Or I think in my head, more more truthfully, what I think is that some grown ups are eventually just going to walk in, clap their hands, and tell everyone to sit down. Um, and and I'm in denial of that, that about that because obviously that's not going to happen. No, so... it might. No, it might. And, and the the, the grown ups. I don't think the grown ups will be individuals. I think the grown ups might be an emergent property like slime mold. In that, <laughs> in that, I think that in a funny way, a congruence of things will happen. And really, what will happen is a bunch of uh, MPs' egos will be so bruised by the way they're treated that their inherent cowardice will be overridden by the abuse of their egos. And they'll then actually fight back long enough to give uh, Boris and his thugs a, a kick in the balls. And um, I think that's that's what that's what this that's what this will be. It'll be a uh, be like you know when you provoke a gang too long and then they end up coming and doing a drive by shooting in response. So I think I'm waiting for the MPs to do their drive by shooting because I mean they've been dissed, they've been dissed, haven't they? And they 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 need to respond to this diss surely. Well, it's not going to come from Corbyn. Well, no, obviously nothing is going to come <laughs> from. Uh, I saw him give his talk, and it was like a, a, a one of those wet farts where <laughs> it, 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 you're sure that at least it will have left a mark. But it's you wet, have but it one of those farts where you do you think I don't think it's gone that badly, but I do need to slip off to the toilet to check. Yeah, and then you're yeah. almost you, it's almost a disappointment that it hasn't left a mark. You think <laughs> well. What on earth happened then? Because I certainly felt something hideous, and yeah, <laughs> uh, and that I, I watched a bit of his talk today, where he was, you know, give, farting out some banal rubbish, and uh, very sad, very sad that this is the man who is there for the moment. But as somebody said, you know, his, I think actually somebody, I think it was actually um, Nicole, and he says these 
you know, these Leninists don't like petty bourgeois parliamentary democracy any more than these right wingers do. They all, they also think it's about an, an affectation. So between the two of them, I think what what what's very clear is that it, it really has revealed the joke of the um, of the monarch's position, because the the um, polite way of putting it, the, the the fairy tale was the queen is part somehow part of the checks and balances of the British Constitution. And it means that things can't go too far because she gives advice, and you wouldn't force the queen. Blah blah. No, she's she's just uh, she's she's an automaton. She's 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 a she's a puppet. There's there's nothing she could do. And, it, and if and ironically, if she could do something, that would be just as bad because then she would be this arbitrary authoritarian figure. So in mm-hmm. fact, she's she's literally useless, and all the power seeds entirely in the executive with the prime minister. But it allows them to pretend that they are somehow accountable to somebody. And you know what it is? You know what the whole of the British thing is? Do you know what major, major policy of the Rum Doings podcast that they abuse? It's the... Um, the no, no false modesty rule. Exactly. Because there's this whole, oh, yes, I'm just asking the Queen for her gracious news. It's me, little old me, the Prime <laughs> Minister. Oh, ma- maybe could you, ma'am, would you maybe prorogue Parliament? Oh, yes, I'll prorogue Parliament. Oh, you see, it's all agreed and it's part of... Yeah. It, it's, it's literal false modesty. Yeah. No, you are an elected dictator. Don't hide behind her petticoat and pretend that there's some complex little dance that we're doing that makes it all right. Um, so what we need to do is, we, I'm afraid we are just going to have to say goodbye to the monarchy. Oh, but who will um, who will hang out the flags? Um, well, I think you could probably get... Dora Batty or whatever. No, she's died, hasn't she? Why why would anyone ever go to London ever again? It it is true. And the tourists think of the money. But come on now. But come on Toby was there just only last week. Uh, And it's it's not that way. I mean, you you can keep her as some sort of ceremonial bat if you want to. But um, really what we need is checks. It's checks and balances. We need... We never need... we, We can't be in a position where we have too much power vested in one executive. So you want us to like as a democracy elect some sort of super wise individual who then gets sealed in a glass container and is only released when they smash it with, with an emergency hammer. Well with very and limited imagine go, no, no bre- no proroguing of parliament. Yes. Yeah, very limited, very limited laser powers and that's it. They got they got one go and then they're killed and then you elect yes. the next one. Correct. Like a like a bee when it stings. Yes. Yes. Perfect. So we need to elect a queen bee. <laughs> oh my goodness! I think we saw. Could we have written this better? No, we 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 couldn't have. We couldn't have. Although now apparently Boris Johnson's going to have uh, an election. I'm I'm being told by my telex machine. Well, he he hasn't announced it yet, but he is. Let's be honest. He's going to announce an election this week. Isn't well, he? I I enjoyed the front page of the the uh, BBC News website which says on the left side, election discussions in number 10 amid Brexit battle. And on the right side, Corbyn wants an election despite Blair warning. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. So you've got both sides wanting the same thing. We know what's going to happen in an election, don't we? Well, okay, I don't. So here's my assumption mm-hmm. is that we would end up with a coalition government of the Tories and the Brexit party mm-hmm. with Labour and Lib Dems fighting for fourth place. Yeah, I think that's perfectly accurate. Okay, so what is what is Cor- does uh, is Corbyn therefore so cons- uh, contained in his insane little bubble 
yes. is a hermetically sealed bubble that he actually thinks he can win an election. Yes, but you're you're polling on minus seven hundred and six. So yes, you... yes, he does. Maybe it's just <laughs> Tony Blair didn't think this through, did he? What he should have said in his speech today was that he really thinks there should be an election. Exactly, and he should have said. Uh, oh. He should have said. He should have said it. Me, me, and my uh, globalist Jew mates think we should have an election right now. <laughs> yes, that's yes. what he should have said. He uh, just said, "I've cons- uh, I've consulted with Israel, and they think there should be an election." <laughs> Iran what... is really against a British election right now. <laughs> oh. I mean, yes, very that's right. for, oh. yeah. Iran is very for. Uh, yeah, but, uh, but got, yeah, we've got all our negatives muddled up. Yeah, the baddies are the goodies, and it's yeah, all yeah, gone yeah. wrong. So, so yeah, that's that's what he should have done. But no, I, I did think, as ever, that Blair's in again. That's Blair's ego. He thinks that he's yeah. his brand still works. No, it doesn't. You're totally tainted. Um, yes, just don't ever say anything again. <laughs> that would be good. But at least Boris has got a cute puppy. Oh, yeah. Apparently it's called Dylan. Is it now? Good yeah. God. It has been abandoned by puppy farmers. You did mention that, I think, have I got news for you, did apologise, or, or or Ian Hislop, or that they've apologised for Johnson at some point? I didn't, I've not said that. It seems unlikely. Somebody mentioned that they, they, or they at least noted that they were part of the his All their trajectory. Fault, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I wonder if they have. Uh, they do actually need to uh, offer an official apology. I think, and perhaps pay reparations to the victims. <laughs> yeah, that'd be ideal. Um, oh, I don't know. I would have. You would have done the same, wouldn't you? Got the wacky, crazy-haired old loon. Yeah, on but so I, you could laugh at him. I hope that there's. Record of my saying at least around around ten years ago when this podcast started, whenever we mentioned him, that I didn't trust the cut of his jib, and I knew that behind this cheeky chappy uh, facade was a ruthless man. Um, yeah, I hope, of course. I mean, I I know I said that, but I hope I'm on record as saying that because okay, pretty obvious to everybody. And actually, he was a good. He's, I think Johnson is a good litmus test of whether you're an idiot or not. <laughs> yes, definitely. If you if you in the last 10, 20 years thought he was this funny, lovable, rogue, cheeky chappy, then you're an idiot. That's it. That's Very... okay. You can stop being an idiot, but you can only stop being an idiot once you recognise that you're an idiot. Yes, I will agree. If you say, oh my gosh. But I, I would start, I would, I would then, perhaps I, I wouldn't, uh, I would put you in the second second division of, uh, of of opinion holder at that point. I wouldn't necessarily consult you. I think, well, actually, if you were fooled by him for that length of time, then I'm not going to ask your opinion on anything else, really, uh, without at least a second and third opinion. Um, because I think, uh, again, a very good litmus of, of whether you can easily be beguiled by very superficial charms. Uh, and um, as we know, I don't want to get argument mad at Hitlerian, but it's all to do with personality. And I look, I looked into the Führer's blue eyes. I saw strength. Blah blah blah. People are very easily beguiled in a very kind of uh, monkey ape fashion. And I think part of the the forebrain is to over override those uh, very base cues of uh, social civility and and amusement and look at the sordid depths beneath. And if you can't do that. You're probably fodder. It was around the Have I Got News For You days, time, sort of period, eon, era, when he was um, 
having reporters beaten up for his uh, prisoner friends, wasn't it? Yes, Darius Guppy, where he, he gave them the address. And he claims that uh, he didn't in the end. I mean, we heard, we all heard the call, and and his uh, yeah. uh, and, and all, all the many, many, many other lies he told. I mean, he is a well sociopath at the very least. Uh, I would suggest, as we said before, and that I don't would... think he is. I don't think he is a sociopath. Why not? I think he's. I think he's a man very just directed on his own personal gain, and and he knows yeah, but... exactly what he's doing to get what he wants. And that he has no concern for the broader ethical or societal meshing. Um... No, but I think the difference between him and a sociopath, a sociopath is unaware of the consequences happening to other people. He oh, just doesn't know, care. Actually, a, that's, that's an introduced... So do you, you think... I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting... I don't the exact definition. I mean, we're not psychiatrists, thank heavens. Um, but nevertheless, it. I think there is something about where somebody... I don't think he does care. No. Uh, I, I think a sociopath can be aware, but doesn't see them as significant in part of his decision-making. They don't affect him. He doesn't have the empathy to be affected by that, whether the mirror neurons are broken or whatever. And I don't think he cares. I don't think he has the empathy at all uh, in that he knows theoretically what that empathy would look like and he can play off it, but he does, it doesn't affect him. It's like, you know, it's as if his, he could touch a hot plate because he, uh, because he doesn't have nerves in his fingertips. You know, he knows that that plate's hot and he knows it could damage him, but he can also hold his hand down there and he won't feel anything. I think that's probably defines the 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 the, the deep ethical mindset of, of Boris Johnson. Why don't you do something about it? Well, we are going to do something about it. He's going to hold an election, and he'll win. No, but you personally, you live locally. Yeah, well, you know, what can I do? What can I do? But maybe I could make a cartoon, or maybe I could create a I could create a banner. I could hand out some leaflets. Uh, you tempted to take Judith along to a protest? Not really, no. When do you? When, when will too much? When will enough be enough? And you'll leave. Oh, I don't know. Do you have a red line. Um, fascism, <laughs> maybe. So if Gove actually did what he said he would do, would you? No, I definitely wouldn't leave the country over that. But I would. No, if he did what he I said think... he'd do. So let's say Gove was threatening yesterday. So the MPs pass legislation and Johnson or Gove or whoever or Cummings orders the Queen not to give it royal assent. Yeah. Even though it got the majority in Parliament. That wouldn't be enough? I mean, well, that, would be, con- that would be fascist. Protest in the streets, yes, to leave the country, no. Right. So what would you need to leave the country? I don't know. I just don't know. It's an awful lot of hard work and I'm very tired. Hmm. So what would you need? What would you need? Probably I'd need to... Well, yeah, it's very difficult because of course... Uh Because of course the... um, In 1930s Germany, the pessimists got a pool in Los Angeles and the optimists were gassed to death. So, you know, it's probably better to be <laughs> pessimistic. So I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's difficult to say, but I, I, probably, uh, probably something like the equivalent of the state of emergency, you know, where 
things were suspended for a, quote, short period of time to deal with national distress or whatever. I don't know, no, this, this country. Yeah. Not, yeah, I think I would, I would have to leave at that point. And it would probably have to be, even though it's cold, it would probably have to probably be a Scandinavian country. I think so. You just went to check them out, didn't you? Yeah, I went back to Norway to scout out. And, you know, Bergen was warm on the day I went there, unprecedentedly. So maybe we'll just go there. Bergen was horrible, the town we went there. Awful place. Well, it was very nice in the sun. Oh, I'm pleased to hear it. I don't think they've ever seen sun before. You've heard the joke that's said about every rainy city. Yes, indeed. Yes. We're not going to say don't it just to annoy people. I'm no, not. don't. It involves a twelve-year-old um, boy and a tourist. Why That's it. Yes, it'll do. Why don't phones go anymore? I believe because four G um, operates uh, on different radio frequency that doesn't interfere uh, by uh, doesn't cause um, induction in the audio circuits of your audio equipment. Good. I'm pleased. There you go. I feel like it's a victory that we have failed to celebrate. Too high frequency, I imagine. No, it it is good. It is good. And uh, although if your phone reverts to 2G, it probably will, Mm. or or GSM. So just that your phone, if your phone spends most of its time on 4G, I'm not sure 3G, but certainly 4G, you won't do that. 5G, maybe it will get worse. Maybe, Maybe 5G will cause glasses to shatter. I hope so. Yeah. I have another question. Off you go. When... Did the whole two button on a toilet thing get introduced? It was a long time ago, but I I was never asked about it. Was it never it? happened to me. Mm. But and then it just sort of happened. Was it simultaneous with the move from flush lever to button? In other words, did uh, did we move? immediately to two buttons or did we move to one button and then gradually migrate to two buttons or was there a very short period with one button and then we decided we wanted two buttons you know we need that's what we need to know i mean obviously i was i was never okay with buttons well flush is much better yes actually but then again i mean if you're being properly traditional you want the cistern high above the toilet and you want a chain literally pulling the oh, chain yes absolutely i mean that's proper um, we have two two toilets in our house, one of which is a button, mm-hmm. just a single lone button, though, because everything in that bathroom was done as cheaply as possible by previous occupants. Mm-hmm. Um, and that toilet flush is fine. And then we have a hand a, fl- a handle button, a toilet, and oh, that yeah. one you have to pump the handle to make it flush anything. Still which prefer it, it. Which makes it more fun. Yeah. I mean, there's another problem with the buttons, and that... Which button does the smaller yeah, no, flow? That's my thing. That's why I'm so wound up about it because There's it doesn't seem to be any consistency. No, because it could be that the the bigger button has, or, or the button that's got the bigger icon has bigger flow, especially at public toys as well. And the smaller yeah. button has smaller flow. But on the other hand, it could be that they want the bigger button to be the default button because you don't need yeah. such a big flow, and that's the little buttons only for emergencies when things don't go down. So exactly, I and then know. I found ones where you have to press them both together to get a big flush. So what does that even mean? It's it's very it's it's one of the great. I, I probably it's probably the EU. You know, once we're out, we'll sort this mess. Yes. 
but we're back to just good old fashioned holes dangling over the streets. <laughs> yeah, buckets. Yeah, like it should be. That and um, I. How many different car parking, car park apps do you have on your phone? Zero. Really? Yes. I suppose you I, live in London where it costs £73.60 an hour to park your car. Unlike you, I'm not destroying the planet, sorry. You do have a car, Nicholas. Yeah, and you know, we, we, we only ever park it probably in one or two different places because it, it, it's more of a, an occasional shuttle than something that take, ventures out. I currently have installed My Permit, Glide Parking, Pay by Phone, Ringo and Just Park. And that's just for car parks in the Bath and Canesham area. When I've used pay by phone, I've just I've either used that ridiculous text messaging system, oh god, requires no. you to write War and Peace by a text, <laughs> right, right. uh, and solve Fermat's last theorem, or mm-hmm. I've used the web the web page. But uh, no, I don't have. I, I prefer not to have apps. Really, they clart up the phone. Apps are great, and it's a great way to pay for parking because uh, you can extend your stay if you're further away. You don't have to go back to the car to put a new ticket in. Um, and I love it. And it's all really good. But why Why can't there just be one? Because of the market. But I don't. I want a monopoly. Yeah, I mean, a monopoly is always tempting. I mean, why can't there be one streaming service? Yes. Exactly. And it has same. everything on it and everyone just agrees. And it's Netflix, by the way. Yes, obviously. Can you imagine if they said if there's only one and it's Amazon Prime? <laughs> but there, the Netflix are quietly doing research on whether maybe a few adverts would be all right after all. Oh no! So are we back? Well, if we're if we're really going down that road, then I'm afraid it has to be BitTorrent. Netflix is better than piracy. We know that's why it works. Uh, and the moment they start adding adverts, yeah. you can't see. it'll be worse than piracy and piracy will t- come back and have its day once again. Do you remember having to watch uh, adverts? Oh, Toby saw some adverts the other day. We were at the swimming pool waiting for swimming to start and they had ITV on in the cha- in the waiting area. <laughs> and he saw, I think, 17 adverts for brightly coloured screeching children's toys in a row. And he was just so he sees he uses YouTube all the time, so he sees ads then, and he sees adverts. Why don't you use old? And why aren't you using um, YouTube uh, Pro, whatever it's called, where you can buy out of the adverts for five or a month? I mean, you're using YouTube Kids, which shows very, very few of them. Mm, you should still um, get out of them. Uh, but the um, but so he's not like it's not we're not purient about it, but. He um he just saw all these adverts in a row and he said unironically went, I want that at the end of every single one. Well done, advertisers. <laughs> I said that's the magic of adverts, Toby. But did you did you did you did you use it as a teaching moment? Did you say they 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 they're tricking you into wanting yeah. it or did you, what did you I said, say? I just said that as exactly that. I said, What these are what these this is people trying to trick you into thinking that you really want a thing that you'd never heard of before. He said, yeah, and but he I said, do yeah. Want it. And he said, yeah, and now I really want it. <laughs> oh, fair enough. It's true, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, I But mean, more uh, importantly, we met Andy Day. Yeah, I saw that picture. He's the, met real-life dinosaurs, Nick. People who listen to this podcast won't know who Andy Day is because they don't have any children and they never will. Oh, I think you're wrong. I think our audience has grown old with us. It's true, but most of them are barren. <laughs> Because of this podcast, yes, we've been we've been sending out uh, radiation 
from the, from the earphones directly to their genitals. A lot of people I've heard when they listen to this put the earphones directly onto their head, their genitals. Well, I know, and uh, that's just part of the plan, isn't it? No, uh-huh. no kids. So, but I mean, they, maybe one of them managed to squirt out one last uh, kid, and they thought they know who Andy Day is. Yes, but nobody else will know Andy Day. If you don't have children, you literally will never, you'll never hear of this person. He's a clever chap because the TV he makes, what he does is he takes old BBC documentaries and then green screens himself into them to make new narratives. How cheap. So he takes the the first, I don't know, the second thing I think he did was they got hold of all of Walking with Dinosaurs. How cheap. And then, yeah. And then he green screens himself into the footage and then tells these little stories. But they, they shoot the whole bit at the Natural History Museum where he uses the clock that he works there and he goes back in time to fix a display that's broken and then he has an exciting adventure with the dinosaurs and like it's very imaginative to 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 write a new story based on an old tv show and cut yourself into it i think it's really clever it's good recycling absolutely and we have on at least one occasion pointed out to the natural history museum how utterly ridiculous they are for not permanently having his clock in the spot where it is in the tv show well, the clock was there when we visited, but... It was there very... They put it up as a display briefly after we told them they should. So I'm going to take give all the credit to Laura. <laughs> um, but we went there and we went to where the, fun, the spot where the clock was and there wasn't something else there. It was just empty, an empty little alcove. For goodness sake, just put any old grandfather clock in, you twits. <laughs> have you, have you, the clock have... is itself very cheap CGI in the TV programme. Yes, quite. Yes. Have you seen the uh, your Get Ready for Brexit £100 million campaign? I saw the, I've seen the poster that is on the news. It's making you excited. I'm so excited. I'm getting ready for Brexit by um, stocking up on on um, internet. I've got a lot of internet in the house. Okay, good, good. Judith has a um, Brexit draw. What's in her Brexit draw? I'm not sure she won't let us look, but I think it's probably she's collecting <laughs> tweets and things. Porn <laughs> and sweet sweeties mainly. Yes, <laughs> I think there's going to be a shortage of sugar. Probably, I got. I the, imagine. Well, a shortage of sugar in your house for many a year. It is interesting. Gove said when they talked about uh, fresh food, when the various food consortia said there may be issues with fresh food if there are all these delays at Calais and so on. Uh, and Gove said, "No, people will get the food they need." <laughs> that's creepy get out your ration books lads oh no oh, i love it it's the the fact that we're now it's so obviously the wrong decision you know yes, nobody yes it's, it's the wrong there has to be some cabal of there has to be dr evil running this now really i mean there has to be somebody who's going to make trillions out of it or some uh, us and uk oligarch sitting together who've planned this whole thing it, it, it now is gone... my local mp well he's he, he very much looks to me like he's just the slimy butler to one of them you know <laughs> He stands to profit quite handsomely from it all. Oh, I think he already has to a large degree. But yes, still, I mean, goodness. It's funny, as I said to you, he used to just be a bit part comedy character of the Ron Doings podcast a few years ago, remember? Oh, yes. And now he is Mr. Brexit. He's the leader of the house. He flew to Balmoral to tell, to tell Mrs. To Puppet what the he was going to do. Yeah. Wow. And Jeremy Corbyn demanded to meet the Queen and didn't even get to go. He didn't, I don't think he even got a response. 
<laughs> Can you imagine the Queen going, oh my goodness, how absolutely dreadful. <laughs> Having uh, that ratty little man in here. He is quite ratty. He's like a little ratty he little thing, isn't he? Oh, yeah. He is. He's like a, he's like a really bad forgotten Dickens character. Oh, very sort of wheezy. And his name would probably be, I don't know, Jeremy Corbyn. Yes, that's That good would be his name if you if were a Dickens character, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Uh, uh, yeah. God, look where we are. Oh, I'm on the ritz. Imagine if any of this were really happening. Yeah, I mean, it clearly isn't. But... I do think that a lot. <laughs> I think those that line, I think to myself, imagine if any of this were really happening. How would you feel? And then I go back to watch some television and, and play a computer game and pretend it isn't. I was saying on Twitter today, it's, it's extraordinary that the man who used to be, who was like the Chancellor of the Exchequer two months ago, is now been, going to be kicked out of his party. That's how, that's how quick we, uh, we, we pushed around here. It's amazing. I mean, it's fun at least. It's good telly, as we have said on, on this podcast since the start. It's good telly. Well, you, said you, you said the writers were getting worried about the end of season. I did. Well, I said that to you in private. But yes, that's my theory is that they're, it's, we're coming up to the end of a season and they're really worried they're not getting picked up. So they're really upping the ante on the silly storylines to create <laughs> massive cliffhangers. So they yeah. definitely get picked up for another run. Is a flying saucer going to appear above number 10? <laughs> yes, and it's going to drop dinosaurs out of it. <laughs> Yeah, that's basically that will be about as believable as anything else that's happened in the last few months. So I, I agree. So it isn't hyperbole to say, is it, to say that if Putin were doing the stuff that Johnson's doing right now, we'd be going, oh dear. Yeah, well, no, it isn't because, more, or more accurately, something like Erdogan in in yeah. Turkey. It's just the sort of thing he would do and does do. Um, and the, yeah. our, our only misfortune is that we have a non-constitution constitution that basically lets him. Mm-hmm. So we, it, it, as we said, it's in a position where the, it's like a thing with no falsifiability. It's like a, our constitution is like a um, scientific theory that there's no falsifiability criteria. Uh, as long as you play the game right, you can always win at our constitution. There's no, you know. And that's the problem. It's not like, okay, he's overstepped the mark. That's very clear. So, well, actually, if you look at the proroguing powers, it's technically possible to do that. If the queen, There's always a sniveling apologist who will manage to uh, find a way and a hole in the, in the fabric of this tatty little garment. Uh, whereas in the US, of course, you, people can argue about the Constitution, but at some point the Supreme Court says, no, sorry, and that's the end of that. But is it? So that's yeah. my question. How deep does this go? What happens if the Supreme Court says no, but then Trump does it anyway? Um, that can't happen. Why not? Um, because that's not the way that the, because that he would be breaching the Constitution at that point, and he he oh. had an oath to the Constitution. But so he can't do it. Is it not just another social construct that everyone agrees to adhere to? Well, it's to? all a social construct, but in theory, at, at that point, the army would have to take him out because whilst he's the commander-in-chief, I think the army's primary uh, oath is to the constitution. So he'd have to be removed. Uh, I think at that point, what would happen? No, at that point, he would be impeached, uh, and he would be presuming that it was something that most people agreed was beyond the pale. He would be removed. I hope I just I'm beginning to wonder if even that it could happen now. 
oh, it could happen much more easily now than it could happen with somebody before because everybody's on tenterhooks. Oh, yeah, no, don't worry about that. I mean, very interestingly, even I was looking at some of the early um, judgment calls of Kavanaugh and he refused to look at at a... um, at some abortion thing where they could have unraveled some of the abortion laws and you refuse to look at it. It's interesting. It often happens like that. You get these people who you think would be a kind of right-wing pushovers. And the same thing happens with Regan and he appoints them. And one or two of them are, but some of them actually just remain judges and they are fairly honorable about it. So hopefully it will continue trundling along. Again, that's a hopefully. Yeah. But what else can you do when there are humans around? I mean, there's no magic, is there? We could kill everyone in the world. Well, we could kill everything in the world, and then there'd be no suffering at all, as I said in my talk at uh, at uh, Carnivorycon. That's very kind of you. But if how you, are you going to kill all the microbes? The, the, the kindest thing would be to nuke all life on the planet because then there would never be any scope of suffering ever again. I'd remove, I, I'd get rid of suffering forever. What about tardigrades? Well, I'm sure we'd find a way. Can tardigrades suffer? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they can even. Yeah, that's true. But can they cause others to suffer if they put their minds to it? There won't be any others. We've nuked them. Oh, okay. So we'll just, there'll be a planet with a few tardigrades wandering around the radioactive wasteland. It'll be fine. It's, a, it's a unbelievably cute. Hmm. I saw a story the other day about how some some vegans were uh, a vegan couple um, interceded between a lioness and a buffalo that she was hunting, and the lioness told them to butt out in no uncertain terms. <laughs> hmm. Lionesses just learn to eat grass. They should. They should. You should look at VHMT voluntary uh, v- voluntary human extinction. Um, what is it? VHMT. Stuart Campbell has had that on his website since the, I've known him 20 years ago. Uh, it's a very good kind of the voluntary human extinction movement. That, uh, yeah. That's some pro- properly honest vegans. Maybe live long and die out. <laughs> it's their slogan. There you go. I think um, I just, uh, I, we just watched, I, was something, I want to talk about the last episode of The Magicians, but I realise it's just a massive spoiler, so I can't. No spoilers, because I still got to watch that. We, we're we finishing The Boys, but I've actually, I got that, as I said last time, I got the comic book, we're going to be reading it on holiday, um, Compendium 2. I think the comic book's better. I haven't read the book, but I've got a couple of episodes of the TV show yet to watch. It kind of dropped off, even though I was really enjoying it, it dropped off my attention span. Well, there you go. For a while I'll there. The comic book. Why don't you have the comic book? Um because I don't yet, haven't, no one well, told me I had to. When last did you read anything? Uh, I read thousands of words online every day. No, 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 proper stuff. I'm not talking about blogs and Twitters. When last did you read something? Even um, a comic book? On paper? Uh, I've been, I was reading um, The End of, uh, what's it called? The End of Us, the book about the end of the world most recently, about what happens, how quickly nature takes over once the, once the last human dies. And well, yeah, or in other words, you were reading the VHEMT website. There you go. So, but it's a, it's a really good book. It's a, it, it, the first chapter, first, second chapter, in fact, breaks, it, it talks about how, how quickly a house would just return to nothingness. Very quickly. Um, and the process, yeah, 100, 100 years or so for That's an American house. The British houses, I think, would last a bit longer because of the brick, but. 
Well, that's why I, I, you know, these people who are hysterical, yeah, we've got to protect the planet. No, the planet, it's fine. It makes a, it makes. Protect yourself if you want to. Yeah, protect your children. I get that. But yeah, um, it makes. The whole argument is, and it pissed me off. I mean, since the environmental ethics at university and so on, you know, no, don't worry about Mother Nature. Don't worry about her. She doesn't need you to pat her on the head. Worry about yourself, dear, because she'll she'll wipe you out like a bit of slime yes. on your on her shoe, where not have a second thought. Oh, but you think the planet that I said no, doesn't matter. The uh, the uh, the Earth went through uh, two mile high ice sheets and then zero mile high ice sheets, and it'll do it again. And continents will crash to e- into each other. Life uh, was reborn on this planet about four or five different times. Don't give a damn. Do what. Do your worst, and you'll barely be a smear on the history of this planet. So, <laughs> please, such such hubris environmentalists have. That's what pisses me off about them. You know, oh, we're so terrible. We, you know, you're not doing anything. Nature doesn't give a damn, and uh, oh, very angry, John. I understand, but then I just see it through the perspective of wanting my son to have a nice planet to live on. Well, he's not going to, because we're going to enter another ice age or something will happen. We, we live in constant oh, change. In his lifetime, we're not going to enter another ice age. Well, we might. No, we are. We're in the ice age and the we're in the interglacial period and we're due the next glacial period starting any time now. I think it's a few tens of thousands of years away at the very least. No, no, we're. I think we're we're, we're a little no, late. I, 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 I know this. Is, but, but I mean, that a little late could mean it could happen tomorrow or it could happen in, in a thousand years. You're right. But, uh, you know. I just, I just, I've got to write a piece about this. This feeling that we are, we were in this beautifully balanced idyllic idyll of, of stasis until we came along, and then we broke that idyll, and now suddenly things are changing, like this planet hasn't been a cauldron of chaos, and we've got this tiny, tiny, tiny little iota where. We've been stable enough for a, for a moment. It's like the, the, the coin's been spinning and it's just about to collapse. And that's 10,000, 12,000 years is called civilization. That's it. And it's going to end. And that'll be it. So this whole, oh, no, one degree. But, oh, who cares? Who cares? Who I cares? care it's and you care for the sake of our children. And if people were just honest about the self-interested acts. Yes. Rather than pretending it's for the butterflies, we're trying we to would, eke, yes, we're trying to eke it out so we can sentimentally look at our grandchildren and think things will be okay when they won't be. That's it. <laughs> we want we want a nice Polaroid snapshot uh, of lies as we go into the final sunset of our existence. That's it. Yes, but let's be honest about that. We want to delude ourselves that that we can return to stasis. For our kids, we can't. We never will. Then it was never there. You should go let everyone know. I think I will. They'll be mortified. I think people need to come to terms with that because there is some sort of comfort in nihilism. I think. I don't. I find zero comfort in it. That's how. But we've always, since the day I've met you, that's how we've differed. It's true. It's true. No, it's not comfortable. But I'm saying you can have comfort in stop fighting it. It's 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 more to do with a uh, kind of uh, Seneca stoicism. You know, you could you could fight the waterfall as it's about to you know plunge you to your death, or you could say, well, I'm going to treat the last few seconds of my life as 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 a thrill ride. You know, either way, you're going to be dashed against the rocks in a few seconds. So get that existential pleasure or get existential terror. That's your last choice you can have. And I kind of see everything like that a bit. Yes, you do. 
Indeed. And you know, I always have. Yes, absolutely. Mm. And that's what I think of um, of uh, Boris Johnson too. You know, <laughs> in some sense, I'll rage about him, but in other sense, it's all it's all just entertainment. But it's matter. not because you have a daughter who has to exist after you die, and she presumably will have children. So it's her decision, and and then yeah, they have no. to exist, and and that well, matters. So that does matter. Well, does it? No, it doesn't matter. Yes, of course, human it lives doesn't... matter. No, they don't. Yes, they do. John, no lie. <laughs> Black lives matter. No, no lives matter. <laughs> I'm start the no lives, no lives matter. <laughs> I think that's been the only problem with the all lives. No, no, you've got it wrong. No <laughs> lives matter. And that actually would be my argument. Screw black lives. Screw any lives. Stop, stop being so hubristic. None, none of you matter. You're all a bunch of uh, superannuated carbon twists. And I right. disagree with you, but we know that. And that's yeah. fine. It just that's means right. you can never be friends and never speak again. Yes, exactly. But that's that's all there is then. There's just chatting and eating. Nick. And other pleasures. Nick, and that's it. Mm. Nick, I have to stop you because mm? you've offended me. I think you need to no platform me, John. I'm about to. I'm going to no platform the heck out of you. Okay. <laughs> Bye. That's it. I'm stopping this podcast. That's it. I've drawn the line. Bye. You're not allowed to voice. You know, you're not allowed to say goodbye. Bye. Poo poo.